It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI, live everywhere. From AM640 to the iHeartRadio app, that's what you're listening to right now. Welcome to home, where every week we help you better understand that place where you live. I'm Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, here with you live like I am every weekend, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8 Pacific Time, Sunday mornings from 9 to 11 Pacific Time. Whether you are listening to the local broadcast right here in Southern California, or you're streaming us live from across the country, or if you have joined in for another episode of the House Whisperer podcast. I am just glad that you are here with us. Good morning to you and welcome home. Uh, we are doing an all calls weekend. Uh, the number to reach me, 833-2-ASK-DEAN, 833-2-ASK-DEAN. Anything you want to talk about regarding your home, DIY issue, construction question, design question, whatever it may be, give me a call. Uh, talk to Morgan. She'll pop you into the queue. You can listen to the show while you wait. And who knows? Maybe you and I can uh, figure out what's going on with your home. All right. Without any further ado, let us get back to uh, the phones. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, reaching over here to actually click on a line. I want to talk to Shannon. Hey, Shannon, welcome home. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. How can I help? Well, I have a pervasive gopher problem in my yards, in my back and my front, which has prevented me from planting anything. And mostly weeds are popping up and weeds die. And I have all these hills and mounds and holes. And so I wanted to do a native garden, but I don't know where to begin and how to get rid of the gopher. Ah, gophers. Nature's annoying, uh, uh, adorable rodent. Uh, okay, so, uh, Shannon, uh, here's the thing. Here's what I don't want you to do. Please do not poison your gophers uh, with uh, you know, uh, rat poison, uh, blood-thinning rat poison, because it is not only doing damage to them, and yes, it will uh, you know, knock out your gophers in general, but uh, it will uh, end up damaging the entire ecosystem around you. I'm not going to get on my soapbox and talk about that. I'm just going to say, don't do it. Blood thinners end up in all the predators that eat the gophers as well, and it affects everything well beyond the edge of your house. Now, you can live trap gophers, or you can just kill them dead with, with the mechanical traps, but that doesn't solve the problem because... You know, it's just an ongoing war. So in your situation, and for everybody who has a gopher issue, what I'm about to suggest may sound extreme, uh, but in reality, <clears throat> it is actually uh, the easiest, most stress-free, permanent way to deal with gophers in your yard. And that is simply to not allow them in in the first place. Now, how do you do that? Well, you do that by, again, having a strong commitment. We don't want gophers in this yard. What it means is this. Let's take your lawn. 
your uh, planter bed areas, wherever it is that you are planning on planting and don't want gophers coming up, you're going to uh, remove some soil, okay? Two, three, uh, sometimes as much as uh, four inches of soil in an area, and you're going to stake down and bury gopher cloth. And what do I mean by gopher cloth? I mean a a either a nylon uh, cloth that is, and I say cloth, it's actually full of holes, okay? It's more like a mesh. But basically, uh, think of chicken wire, but on a much, much smaller scale opening so that a gopher can't get through. A layer of chicken wire, essentially, and uh, please forgive me for using it. I just want everybody to picture what it is that I'm saying. A layer of chicken wire buried a couple of inches underneath the soil of uh, everywhere in your yard, okay? The simple truth of the matter is the gophers can tunnel underneath your house uh, all they want and all around, but they're not going to be popping up, and uh, they're not going to be doing as much, if any, damage to the roots of everything that's going down. Now, will they occasionally uh, gnaw on a deeper root? Sure, but not to the extent that they're going to destroy anything. So without question, the uh, once and for all solution for gophers is actually to just put a fence in between them and being able to pop up in your yard. Awesome. That sounds so simple. <laughs> Thank it you. Is, it is simple. I mean, simple for me to say. It's like, oh, yeah, just to dig up all the dirt in your whole backyard and completely cover it over with seamless fencing. It's a it's a task. It's a chore. But honestly, when you think about, well, do we want to do that or do we want to forever have gophers making holes in the backyard? So this way, the gophers don't die. Your plants don't die. Your yard stays lovely uh, and uh, you just have a barrier. So it's a gopher barrier. If you go online, you're going to find all sorts of options in that regard. Subterranean buried gopher barriers you're going to find them you can price them out you can make your own decisions but they work i know they work we've seen them work and uh at the end of the day boom you do it once you do it right and you don't have to worry about it again so shannon thank you good luck on that thanks for the call and uh oh hey look at that uh it's 12 after it's time to take a break when we come back more of your calls really good calls this morning all over the board i'm so glad you've joined us so much more to come. You're home with Dean Sharp, the house whispered. KFI. Dean Sharp, the house whisperer at your service. Hey, thanks for joining the show. We're doing an all calls weekend every few weeks, every you know, six to eight weeks ish. Uh, we like to set aside all the topics so that we can spend more time talking directly to you. You set the agenda for our show all weekend long and all show long right now today. So the number to reach me uh, is 833-2-ASK-DEAN, 833-2-ASK-DEAN. We got yeah, a couple lines open. Morgan's standing by to uh, take your calls, jump into the queue. Who knows? Maybe you and I can talk about what's going on with your home. All right, let's get back to it, shall we? We've been knocking them down today, Tina. We have been knocking them down in a nice way. I don't mean to knock you down, just, you know, your problem. I'll knock your problem down. You remain standing. Olga, welcome home. Hello. Hello. Is this Dean? It is. I'm here. How can I help you? It's, 
You talked about Vulcan Benz many years ago, and in the meantime, Embers Out has come out, and that yep. top series. I think they're the best, but I'm not sure, and I feel much better. I've listened to you for years for your opinion. Okay, uh, so uh, just to give some context for everybody, uh, what Olga's talking about is uh, something that we will be talking about yet again very soon. Uh, we're talking Good. about ember-proof vents uh, for your eaves, for your attic, attic venting. You've heard me. If you are one of our 12 listeners, which Olga obviously is, she's been listening for years. Obviously. Thank you, Olga. You are number, uh, probably number, uh, uh, I'm just going to say number nine. You're number nine. You're our ninth uh, out of our 12 <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, for years, I've been telling you about the fact that when it comes to wildfires, which is a problem in Southern California, it's also a problem now all across the country in various places, okay? Uh, attic vents need a major upgrade. Attic venting is really critical to keep attics dry, to keep moisture from building up, to let heat exhaust out, and so on. But, eighty, listen to me, 80% of the houses that catch on fire in a wildfire situation are nowhere near the fire line. Okay, that is because embers from oh. a wildfire can fly up to at this point, and they keep upping this number. So next year it may be different, but we know for a fact that they can fly up to two miles away from the fire line and still get sucked into an attic and ignite a fire. So uh, what Olga's talking about is the question of what kind of fire vents I recommend. Well, there are uh, several out on the market. Uh, more than anything, I just want to tell you guys, no matter what your own personal preference is, please consider, if you're anywhere near an open space, uh, consider getting ember-proof vents. Uh, these are vents with dampers built into them so that those embers can't get directly into the attic and catch your house on fire. 80%. Yeah, 80%. Okay. Uh I was a big fan. I still am. I'm a huge fan of Vulcan vents, and I'm also, you will be relieved to hear, Olga, I'm a huge fan of Embers Out events. Uh, they're both wonderful. There are other vent companies out there, too, but I have to say Embers Out and Vulcan are my two uh, favorites uh, as far as the, the usage. What you're looking for in a good fire vent is uh, you're looking for the baffling that stops the ember, but you also don't want it to occlude airflow because that's the whole point of the vent in the first place. And you got to be careful with some of these companies saying, yeah, nothing can get in through this vent. Well, I need air to get through. Okay, and so a heavy vent that uh, it, that kind of does an obtuse way of stopping embers can also reduce the amount of uh, air ventilation into the attic, and you don't want that. Embers Out, not in that category. They're fantastic vents. So fantastic that somebody from Embers Out should call me right now and uh, offer to become a sponsor of the show. They're not. Neither is Vulcan Vents, okay? Smaller companies, great companies. The difference between Vulcan vents and embers out essentially comes down, in my thinking, to one thing. In addition to the ember baffling, now embers out will say that they've got the highest ventilation. That's probably true. The Vulcan vent is also covered with an intumescent coating. There's your word for the day, intumescent. It means when it heats up, it bubbles and swells. So the Vulcan vent has an intumescent coating that if, if, the fire line actually reaches the house. If there is 
flame at the base of the wall. The heat from those flames will cause the intumescent coating to react, bubble up, and seal off the vent so that flames can't get into the attic as well. So you have to make a decision of which is important to you, but I will tell you uh, without any uh, hesitation whatsoever, Olga, that uh, uh, the uh, embers out vents and the Vulcan vents, both fantastic products, go with what you feel most comfortable with and go with what works for your house uh, the best. And thank you for uh, the call. Uh, all right, let's talk to, uh, I, I, am I going to get this name right? Bobart? Bobart? Welcome home. Hello. 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 A lot of activity in the background there. Sounds like you got some monkeys and. Uh... Hello. 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 Hi. Is this Dean? It is. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you doing? How's the how's the the how's the zoo there? How's that going? <laughs> Sorry, we have a we have an 85 year old, a three and a half year old, and a two 75 year old. So that is a, a that is a that is an interesting mix of individuals yeah. there. All right, my friend, uh, how can I help you out? Yes, I, I have an 85 year old uh, father who's um, who needs to be moved into. Uh, his home, but uh, he can't get in the bathtub anymore. We need to get make it a walk through bathtub. So there's a, there's something online that step step in, and uh -huh. you cut apart the bathtub and then you you convert it to a walk in. Do you have any opinions about that? Versus uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I've seen that, uh, and uh, uh, what can I tell you? I have no direct experience with it whatsoever, so I'm being completely honest and transparent with okay. you. Zero, I have zero direct experience with it, but but I will tell you, um, water is heavy, uh, and uh, water pressure against the side of a tub uh, is significant. And I, I really, really have trouble imagining that in the long term, uh, that yeah. a retrofit of a door on the side of an existing bathtub is actually going to uh, hold up and be functional. I would much, much uh, quicker recommend to you that you simply remove the existing tub and replace it with a factory-built walk-in tub. The door swings in. These tubs are built for exactly the thing that you are uh, in need of it. Uh, they are for folks who uh, need to sit down. The benches are located in the most convenient locations at the most convenient height. They need to sit down, they need to bathe, but they uh, are not in a position to step over the edge of a tub because it's a danger to them. And so there is a door that simply opens up, but those doors are designed like, you know, uh, marine grade boat submarine doors. I mean, they seal, and I've never actually seen one of those from reputable walk-in tub manufacturers fail on us. And the, what I wouldn't want to have happen is for have a, a retrofit fail on you. So uh, my recommendation is that you remove the existing tub and replace it with one designed by the factory for just this purpose. You're going to have the best warranty, and I think you're going to have the best results with it. That's the best I can tell you on that one. Uh, good luck, and good luck with that menagerie of individuals you've got there. Sounds like uh, Sounds like they're all having fun. All right. When we return, more of your calls. You're home with Dean Sharp, the house whispered. KFI.
Live everywhere from AM640 to the iHeartRadio app. You're home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. That's me. And we're having an all-calls weekend. It's an all-calls Sunday morning. Whether you're listening uh, live or uh, on the stream uh, across the country or uh, to the, well, I guess if you're listening to uh, the podcast, it could be any time. But right now for me, it's a sunny Sunday morning here in Southern California. Hope you're enjoying your time as much as I am right now. Uh, let's get back to the phones, shall we? That's why we are here today. Every few weeks, we push every topic aside uh, because I just want to talk to you and find out what's going on with your home. Joyce! Welcome home. Joyce? Hello? Yes. Hi. Hello. Oh, yes. Good morning, Dean. Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Uh, and uh, just before I forget, I, I wish when you had these question days, maybe you could give Tina some time to answer questions, too. Uh, anyway, from a woman's point of view. But I have a husband who is disabled. He's 84. He's housebound now. I'm the man of the house trying to uh, restore the house or keep it healthy, and I've just gotten rid of uh, skunk, and now I have to work on termites. Now, there are two companies, Pacific Coast Termite, that uses natural supplies, and Terminex that uh, cannot fumigate because I can't move my husband. He won't move out of the house. So, uh, But they will sort of do a chemical the same as Pacific Coast, but I'm wondering, is is one better, safer than another? Okay, okay. Uh, let me try and parse this out for us. First of all, Joyce, thank you for listening, and uh, you know what? I'm here to help. Uh, uh, whenever you need the help, you've got questions, you're kind of taking over uh, I'm so glad you called, and I'm so glad you hang uh, you hung on on hold so that uh, we can take the call. And I I feel it. I feel the weight of having to become kind of the quote unquote the man of the house, the person in charge of taking that stuff. So, so good on you, and I applaud your efforts in that regard. Thank you, um, secondly, Joyce, just so you know, uh, I don't uh, you know I don't stop Tina from commenting on anything. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not holding her on a leash. She's sitting here right across the table. Her mic is hi, on Tina. right now. Uh, say hi to Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Uh, so hi, Tina, T Tina loves, uh, what we do and she is fantastic at it. Um, but she, by her own admission, she's like, no, no, you, you, you do the talking. I'll just uh, chime in when the time is right. What? Oh, and Tina is also busy during the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I often will answer emails and uh, oh. take a look at the social media stuff too. So while Dean's okay. on the air, I'm going through all of the stuff online. She's earning her keep. I promise. She's, she's, she's working the number it. two, one captain of a ship and she's the number two. I got yeah, it. Yeah, actually go. she's the boss and I'm just the person <laughs> who they've assigned to, you know, I anyway. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Um, when it comes to termites, it, it, it can be a confusing world out there. And I don't, I'm not, I don't want to zero in on any brand or any particular termite, uh, you know, provider, okay? okay? Exterminating provider. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this. Yes, there are companies out there that, uh, that make big claims about uh, all natural termite treatments versus, you know, and they kind of stake their claim on the idea that, you know, we use non-toxic, oh, you know, all natural stuff. And uh, the other guys, you know, uh, use the nasty stuff. And so... And it can all be done. So a couple of things. Uh, when it comes to termite control, it is a toolbox. It's a toolbox. There is no, zero, no 
silver bullet out there. I like termite uh, or pest control companies that offer me a variety of choices based on, you know, they've got a lot of tools in their toolbox based on what actually has to happen. Now, orange oil. Orange oil is an essential oil. It's extracted from uh, oranges, right? It's got a lot of benefits. Uh, you know, the toxicity is low, okay? Um, it is effective against uh, insects uh, besides termites, carpenter ants and beetles and things like that, right? You don't have to take out items like plants or pets from the house, right? You don't have to leave your home. But orange oil, it, now there's downside. The downside, or I should say the limitations of orange oil, is that it's localized. Orange oil is a localized treatment, okay? It's not going to affect un, uh, undetected uh, infestations anywhere. Um it can be expensive the more you treat with orange oil, uh, and it doesn't leave any residue behind uh, to to speak of. So it doesn't offer long-lasting after-the-treatment protection for things to uh, to prevent things from coming back. Now, does that mean it's not useful? No. It has its uses, and if it's just a localized infestation and we feel like we've got control of it, orange oil would be a great option for that uh, because it's convenient. But uh, this is something actually that happened a while back. I'm reading off of a website here. that After all of these claims for orange oil treatments became so popular, the California Structural Pest Control Board reminded gently pest control companies don't confuse and misinform customers. Orange oil is yet another localized treatment tool against the elusive drywood termite. It is not an alternative to all-encompassing methods of treatment. That's just to say it's just one of the tools in an exterminator's okay. tool belt. There are other natural treatments. Uh, uh, some of it goes by the brand name Ultraset. Others know it as tree bark treatments, but it's a formulation that is uh, completely harmless, doesn't leave it any residue, but it actually can provide lasting protection. Uh, it is a, uh, a version of a substance found in a certain kind of tree bark, the Rihanna speciosa tree bark. And basically, uh, termites like it, they eat it, and it paralyzes their jaws so that they can't eat. And then the entire colony ends up starving, and boom, they go out that way. There are just so—and then there's, there's tenting treatments, which would mean that you guys, yeah, have to protect your valuables and move out of the house. And there's also now—this is another thought that you might want to take into consideration. I'm just trying to broad brush the whole thing. No, I appreciate there are, it. There are home whole house— uh, heat treatments, heat treatments for insect and infestations. Now, what that means is that instead of using a chemical or a fog to penetrate the walls uh, for the whole house, uh, they're going to ask that you guys be out for the day. They're going to come in in the morning. They're going to seal up the house. They're going to remove things that can melt at 130 degrees or so, protect those things like candles and various things like that. Um, and then while you're out just for about eight hours, uh, while you're out uh, doing something else for that period of time, you're not going to be at renting a hotel room, uh, they will heat treat the house. In other words, they'll raise the overall temperature of the entire house, including all the walls and the studs and everything. And that raising of the temperature and holding at that level for a certain period of time will also kill off uh, insects and termites inside. Now, again, it doesn't leave a residue behind, so it doesn't have 
uh, future uh, preventative mm -hmm. residual effects, but it's a way of treating the whole house as an alternative to tenting that uh, doesn't mean that you have to move out for three days. So again, mm -hmm. everything has its advantage. Everything has its limitation. It's really a question of finding. And in your case, and here I'm going to leave you with this because then I've got to uh, I got to hit the road here. In your case, Joyce, the advice I'm going to give to you for both this situation and every other kind of homeowner DIY situation you find yourself in, the best thing you can do is to look around, find two or three or even four. Take your time, find four reputable companies, have them all come out and give you free estimates and diagnosis. That way you're getting a sense of everything that everyone is offering. And I believe most of the time, not always, but most of the time, you'll start to see a consensus form. You'll start to see two or three of these companies say, you know what? You really can handle this. I think your problem is localized. Or you're going to find two or three of them kind of shaking their heads thinking, well, you know, it really would be best to tent this place. And then look at your alternative. So whether it's this right. or calling the plumber or calling right. a carpenter or whatever, two, three, sometimes even four free estimates to give yourself the info you need to make the decision. Dean, I have to thank you, and I have to just insert, I listen to you all the time, and I, up until listening to you, I've done everything wrong. I'd have one person come out, charm me, sign a contract, and then not know what I'm doing. So I'm learning every day from you, and I appreciate it. I've already got three. I'm going to go for number four, and you've helped me already make a decision. So I can't thank you enough. And Tina, oh, too. And Tina, too. Bless your heart, Thanks, Joyce. Joyce. All right. You call back anytime you need to, okay, my friend? Okay, I shall. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Uh, and there you go, right? And that is why we do what we do. People like Joyce. All right, y'all. When we come back, uh, I don't know if we've got time to take another call. We'll see. And uh, I'll have some thoughts for you to wrap up your weekend. You're home. With Dean Sharp, the house whisper. Dean Sharp, the house whisper. Welcome home. All right, we're in the final stretch of the show. I'm going to try and fit one more caller in, including our uh, last thoughts today. Let's talk to Lorna. Lorna, very quickly, welcome home. Lorna? Is Lorna there? Hello, Lorna. Lorna has walked. Okay, well, you know what? Uh... Let's try Kathy. Hey, Kathy, welcome home. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we have a. We're in the process of extending our um, tile planks into the rest of the house, and now yes, we've run across the room. The room that is five and a half inches lower than the rest of the house. It's like a uh -huh. sunken sunk living room. So I, I was wondering if, if it would be better just to. While we're at it, you know, just raise it up so it's level or put the tile down and have it be like a, are these outdated? I mean, <laughs> these rooms. Oh, you mean the sunken living room situation? Yeah, right. Okay. All right, great. Okay, I can answer that one really quickly. Uh, okay. Uh, number one, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's best for you or not. They're not outdated. They're not. They're not. Sometimes, you know, the little drop-down, step-down uh, room in the, the larger room uh, works out to be great. It's just kind of a cool way of defining the space. Uh, I don't think they're outdated at all. Uh, however, 
However, they have their limitations. You know, if you're uh, sharing that overall space between, you know, two, you know, it's one room and two spaces. There's the sunken portion and there's the per portion that's not sunken. Then it means that, you know, uh, you can't expand one over the line into the other. You know, we have a client here in Westlake with a sunken living room and we are definitely recommending let's fill that in and the reason is is because their dining room area is adjacent to this little living room area and when it comes to the holidays that dining room table likes to expand they want to stretch it all out right which means uh, with that sunken portion they can't they're they're just up against the edge now by filling the floor in now they can stretch the dining room you know, rearrange the living room furniture a little bit stretch the dining room table out so uh, I would say probably more often than not these days, people are filling them in. But in the certain situations, if you're not running into a, a space limitation, it's fine to have one. I will tell you this, though. Filling it in uh, is uh, is something that if you do it, you can do it very inexpensively with wood. You can put in, you know, uh, dry rot resistant joist in there, pressure treated uh, lumber and cover it over. But as people walk across it, they're going to notice the difference between the slab which is solid and the wood area which sounds hollow so a lot of people go ahead and step up if they can uh, if the room isn't too big and go ahead if you've already got a slab fill it up with uh, cement as well so that it all feels continued it doesn't have to be structural but it feels uh, continuous along the way hey great question and we got it in all right yay uh thank you so much everybody uh for your calls today great show uh appreciate it and uh Appreciate all the love as well. I'm going to leave you with this thought today. Don't know if you have noticed, but I've been on a bit of a trying kick lately, right? Pondering, uh, ruminating about the whole idea of trying, the importance of trying, the risks of trying, the rewards of trying, the ratio of successes to failures for anybody who attempts to try anything. Tina and I were talking yesterday uh, about trying and uh, how perhaps... Maybe in our day and age, there may be a little too much emphasis on licking our wounds after we've fallen off the horse and maybe not enough encouragement just to get uh, back on the damn thing. Uh, lest the fear of failing snowballs into the paralysis of no longer trying to ride, right? Trying, uh, I'm also coming to understand in myself, is a large part of how I judge the prospects and the projects and the people in my life. Now, some of you are saying, Dean, you shouldn't judge people. Oh, stop. Of course I judge people. We all judge people. Uh, and of course, there are a lot of ways that we shouldn't judge people. But I will tell you, I am unapologetically comfortable with and have no intention to stop judging people in this one way, whether or not they're trying. I have simply decided life is too short to spend it with people who aren't trying. Uh, if you are trying to, as they say, phone it in with me, then you can expect that I will be hanging up. And I don't care how many times you have tried and failed, uh, fall off the horse again and again. I don't care. As long as you keep learning from each fall and keep climbing back into that saddle, I am there. I've got your back seems to me that for imperfect, ignorant, and often completely overwhelmed creatures like us, the real magic of life is probably hidden in the trying. I have tried and failed so many things. There is absolutely no way to keep count. I am not living my life's master plan. I am navigating 
the best I can after a hundred storms and a thousand failures shifted my course a thousand times. The proudest thing that I will tell you about myself is this, fool that I am, I just keep getting back on the horse. Could the secret to a truly successful life be just that simple? Just keep trying? I don't know. Perhaps. I really think there is. it's in there somewhere. Not wanting to try or thinking about trying, but really actually trying. I love this quote from the famously imperfect uh, but uh, truly great Winston Churchill. You can even hear him saying this. Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm right? Uh, but I will leave you with an even better one, one of my favorite all-time quotes by the poet Maya Angelou. If you are going to live, live at all. Your business is trying. Mm. Life is rich, my friends. I know you're scared. I am too. I know you failed so many times. I have too. But life is filled with so many great and wondrous things. Learning, growing, travel, adventure, building, loving, friendships, family, music, food, sex, hobbies, skills, projects, creativity. I don't care how good or bad you are at some of them. Don't surrender any of them. Just keep trying. If you're going to live life, if you're going to live it all, your business is trying. So keep trying. And when the last day comes and all your trying is done, despite the innumerable failures and not ending up where you plan to go, I am confident that you will find that you have succeeded at building yourself a beautiful life. Everybody enjoy your Sunday and enjoy this weekend. We will see you next weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.